against when I saw the story, I couldn't really believe it because we were kind of getting used to watching, um, you know, the African footballers out there making, you know, making good during the mid-year of the Africa Cup of Nations calendar. Uh, CAF, as well as the, 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 their hosts for the next AFCON, Cameroon, well, they've decided to revert back now to the traditional January dates for the next spectacle that's going to be in 12 months. Now, according to the 2017 champions, the decision was made due to unfavorable weather conditions uh, during the scheduled period. Uh, but just how will the decision affect the several uh, top leagues with African superstars that they have amongst them? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm not too sure if I... I digest the story here, but the African football journalist coming through live from Uganda, um, Aisha Kumagisha, joins me on the line. Aisha, thank you so much for your time. Good evening and welcome to MSW. All right, there's somebody there. Aisha, are you there? Okay, we'll try and transfer that call to another line. Um, I can hear. There's life. There's breathing that's going on. But it's just <laughs> we're not able to get uh, uh, onto the light. It, it, it really is. And I think a lot of you who followed uh, the game would know what it means for the AFCON to go back to uh, January and, and February. Because we, we've all tried to align. Hey? And when you talk about extreme weather conditions, how extreme can things get? I thought Egypt was extreme. Because that was extremely hot. So if we are in Cameroon, is it about what? The rains that come down? Is it about the heat at some point and at some stage? And were we not aware that this would be the case? Or did this weather suddenly change overnight? All right, let's uh, try and head back to Uganda. Asha Kumagisha is joining me on the line. Asha, hopefully you can hear me this time around. Good evening and welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Thank you very much. Unzani. Yeah, Pila Unjansis. That's it. That's the end of everything I know. <laughs> I'm impressed, though. You know what it is? It's all got to do with effort. And you've made the effort. And you've made South Africans extremely happy by having a, a Ugandan coming on end saying that is beautiful Asha. thank you so much for finally <laughs> making it through onto the show this decision here mm-hmm. of, of moving this tournament uh, back to a traditional January date is, is this now fixed is this happening what's going on ah uh. Comrade, it's um, it's rather disturbing. You know that uh, CAF will make one decision one time and then switch uh, real quick to uh, change the direction because we knew that now uh, the Afghan is going to happen in June, July, and most of the European best players, at least that I talked to during the Afghan in Egypt, said that this is very welcome. You know, they finish their season. They do very well or whatever it is. They have time to recuperate about, you know, three weeks in camp with their, their national team and then come, uh, you know, to concentrate on the national team. But now you have them going to go on a six-week break where they don't even know if um, when they get back to their clubs, they'll still have favor, you know, from their coaches. We saw um, about uh, four or five years ago that Yaya Toure had a good run with Man City. And when he went to the Afghan, even though uh, Ivory Coast won, when he went back to uh, Man City, he was struggling, you know, with the club. And it took him a while to get back. 
Yeah, I was going to say that you got so many big names and big superstars around Europe again. I show that I don't see a Man City saying Riyad Mahrez cheers, given how uh, fine in form he has been. I don't see Newcastle saying to uh, Christian Atu or Henri Savier, uh, please go. I don't see Tottenham Hotspur saying to Victor Wanyama, uh, as well as Serge Uria, okay, cheers, uh, go and enjoy your Africa Cup of Nations or uh, Romain Saiz of Morocco coming through from uh, war Wolves uh, been given a chance, or Pierre Emerick, uh, Obama Young, uh, you know, from Gabon, who's now leading Arsenal as a captain, or, or Lucas Pepe from Ivory Coast, who's there. I mean, surely th- this is not going to happen. Well, I-, I should say that it's down to, I may call it this disorganization of CAF, because in the beginning you had a, a situation where uh, the CAF tournament was supposed to be in June and July, and you had all these players committing, you know, wholesomely that they'll be with the national teams. And they did not go ahead to give us, for instance, the dates for the 2021 African Cup of Nations. And because of that, FIFA arrived in uh, October, made uh, an announcement that there'll be a new tournament, the FIFA Club World Cup went ahead and gave us the dates for 2021. And because of that, now CAF cannot say that, okay, we'll have the AFCON in the same period, you know, vis-a-vis yeah. what CAF is saying. Uh, sorry, vis-a-vis what FIFA is FIFA, saying. Yeah. And then now, yeah, and then now CAF is saying that, oh, you know, there's climatic conditions in Cameroon. Did CAF only realize yesterday that in... June, July, it's raining in Cameroon. Exactly, but that's, that's, that's what I was going to ask you again, uh, Asha, is that you and I, we were in Egypt, and it was extremely hot. And I'm saying to you that mm-hmm. how different, how extreme are the conditions in Cameroon going to be to what we've already experienced as far as what uh, Egypt was able to, to, to turn out as far as the tournament is concerned? Well, you must understand, for example, that uh, Cameroon is right next to Gabon. Gabon has the world's 12% forests, so it is very tropical. It's raining almost all the time, and that definitely affects, you know, the quality of the peaches that you have there. And uh, generally, when you look at the conditions, it's, I mean, Africa is a unique continent, you know. In uh, January of 2018, the Chan tournament was held in Morocco. It was freezing. It was four degrees. Players were literally, it was actually worse than the, the, than the World Cup in, in 2010 in South Africa, you know? Yeah, and, and the well. players were suffering, especially those from Sub-Saharan Africa that are not used to winter conditions. And actually, I should say, uh, on record, that it helped Morocco, you know, win the tournament because they were used to that kind of cold. And then you head to Egypt, where games were being played at 4 p.m. at about 30 degrees centigrade. You know, with yeah. no water breaks in the beginning. So it's, it's really something that CAF needs to sit down and think through uh, because now, uh, you know, the clubs are not going to be very happy. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I think should be at the center of, um, of, of this whole discussion, the players. If, if, if you don't mind, Aisha, I'm just going to quickly put you on hold there. I need to take um, a, a break away and, and bring the news in. It is the top of the hour. Aisha Kumagisha, uh, African football journalist coming through live from Uganda. Uh, we'll break away for news. When we come back, we'll wrap things up with Aisha. Hashtag NSW. All right, uh, currently unraveling the story behind the story of the decision as well to move the Africa Cup of Nations uh, back to January. And reports are saying that it could see more than 30 current Premier League players missing up to six matches. 
Uh, with the potential, obviously, of putting off uh, so many of uh, the managers, I know that a lot has been cited uh, as far as what Harry Redknapp has said because we've heard him many, many times before uh, talk about this. I mean, if you look at a Liverpool side, the likes of Sadio Mane, Egypt's Mohamed Salah, uh, Guinea's Navy Keita, hey, they could be gone. It affects so many other players across the spectrum. And that is why we've got Asha Kumagisha, African football journalist coming through from Uganda. Somebody on Twitter, uh, Bunola, was saying that that Zulu sounded so original. Uh, I thought that she had the wrong line. She sounded very Zulu. So that is a, a compliment coming through from Twitter uh, for your side, Asha. And, and, and like I was saying, though, that if it's going to be affecting more than 30 current Premier League players, and we're just talking about Premier League here, uh, there's other leagues around Europe of clubs that could be affected. Uh, is this now cast in stone or is it a suggestion? Where do we sit as far as this decision is concerned? No, this is this is confirmed because um, you know yesterday there was a meeting in Yaounde uh, in Cameroon between the the hosting uh, local organizing committee. You know the minister was there as well as uh, CAF president Ahmad. And uh, as a matter of fact, this decision is going to be adopted and approved by the CAF executive committee when they meet on February the sixth. Um, so yes, it's cast in stone. It's a done deal. There's no looking back, and Cameroon actually have gone ahead to release the mascot for the tournament uh, and, and, you know, the dates themselves. Oh, it's it's got to go back again to the club versus country debate that used to linger on long and hard, Asha. And uh, I don't know from where you're sitting, are you seeing a lot of players refusing to go and represent their national teams? No, I don't think that uh, players will uh, refuse to play for the national team. It's just really that uh, it's going to just create bad blood, you know. Uh, for example, you already have uh, uh, Jürgen Klopp. You know, he was very particular at, at you know, expressing his views uh, vis-a-vis what CAF was thinking. And, you know, he celebrated the decision to have uh, the AFCON in June, July. Because look at the kind of season that Liverpool had last year. I dare say mm. that having Sadio Mane and Mo Salah, uh, especially those two, being consistent with Liverpool really, really helped uh, them to win the UEFA Champions League and, you know, to go close to winning the Premier League. And that now you have them uh, getting a few days of rest, you know, uh, before they get back to uh, challenging for the Premier League title and the UEFA Champions League. So it's, it's, it's something that is going to be quite um, disturbing. We won't see players refusing to play, but the, kind, the level of commitment, I feel, will not be the same uh, vis-a-vis what we see in June and July. And the players have said that. Yeah. And, and one person who's been constant and, and consistent, obviously, in trying to support the image of uh, African football has been the FIFA president. <laughs> And I don't know if he has had a comment to make because you, you can't be moving a tournament from June, July and then moving it back again to January, February if and when it pleases the African well, continent. Least, well, at least you, you can say that um, Hayatu back in his day, you know, had uh, uh, a thing where he would, you know, buck the continent against uh, the big boys, I should say. But I don't feel that um, uh, the current cast, you know, is doing that. I'm not saying they're not putting an effort, yeah. but I don't feel that they're winning that war. It's a, it's a very uh, tall order to say. Uh, but 
it's it's very tough because look, FIFA announced the Club World Cup, an expansion. In the beginning, it was a little bit complicated because uh, UEFA and uh, Seferin, uh, the president, uh, said, you know, we're not going to be part of this. It's going to be blah blah blah. But Infantino insisted. And he did his magic and went ahead to say, we're going to have an expanded FIFA Club World Cup. It's going to be in China. These are the dates. They, they announced this date in October of 2019. But CAF knew that they will have the AFCON in June, July, as far back as January 2019 in Cameroon. Why didn't CAF give us the dates mm. for that tournament as early as January? But who holds them accountable for for that, though? Because it becomes an administrative issue. Uh, You know, we can't just sit back and say, yeah, that's life. That's how it is. Uh, You can't change the weather. It's it's more, yes, we understand that you can't change the weather, but you can change how people do administration. Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, when you look back at the history of the AFCON, you know, prior to 1994, the tournament was actually held in March and April. You know, because across the entire African continent, be it sub-Saharan Africa or North Africa, March, April will be uh, towards the end of winter or uh, before the rains come in. But because of the power of the English Premier League, especially and the other uh, top four leagues in, in, in Europe, they decided to have the tournament in January and February. You know, mm. but when you look at the general grand scheme of things, it, it's going to deter. Um, everything around the tournament because you remember Egypt. Egypt was beautiful. It was a good tournament. The pitches were amazing. And and now we're going to go back to January where everyone, uh, every team does not have enough time to prepare. Where do you see this ending, Asha? Um, I mean, it's complicated, Rob, because you must understand that also uh, CAF has not really confirmed uh, when the AFCON 2023 in Ivory Coast will take place. Will it also take place in January and February? Because if it does, then it will be one month after the FIFA World Cup. Remember Qatar, the World Cup is going to take place in November and December. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, so will the world, you know, you're trying to sell African football to the world. If I am done watching the World Cup, how then should I come back to watch the African Cup of Nations? Not to say anything about the quality, but come on. You need mm. everyone to be watching the tournament. Love your stories. Love what you're doing on social media. Follow her at Asha Kumagisha, African football journalist live from Uganda. There's so much more that we'd love to chat to you about, Asha. Uh, we'll make that appointment pretty soon. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Metro you, and Radio Thank 2000. Yabonga. Yabonga. Cool. Thank you, Siswam. All right. Great journal. Follow her on Twitter, trust me, uh, you won't go wrong.